Welcome to Fearless Truth Spoken, Hear My Heart. Welcome back. Um, Today I wanted to dive in a little deeper and let's talk about attitudes and what that has to do with our relationship with Christ. And I know that's a big one and I know half of you probably want to not tune in. (laughs) We always seem to kind of go left when it comes to our attitude, right? And aligning that with the characteristics of a woman of God, you know? And it's not a topic that, to be quite honest with you, um, is brought up a lot, especially when it comes to women. And as that, us Hispanic women, and you know, um, especially when you in your past are used to going from one to 100 real quick. <laughs> um, but when it comes to the characteristic and your attitude, living a life as a Christian woman, right? Because it's not just a title as, yeah, I'm a Christian by the standards of going to church, you know, on the standard days and reading the, the Bible every once in a while and praying when necessary. Like we're talking about a full-blown relationship, walk with Christ 24-7, 365 days in the year. And it's a hard one, right? Like I'm not coming to you from a place of yeah, you know, we're all just going to get this together and we're going to have the most amazing attitude at all times because then I wouldn't be truthful with you. And I definitely would not be truthful with myself only because if there's someone who knows what it means to have to really walk in alignment with God and with the Holy Spirit and daily checking myself and daily making room for God to be able to come into those areas and work in my character. It's a big thing, you know. It's such an an important example. And easier said than done, I know, because trust me, and those who know me know, if anyone knows what it is and the struggle it is to have that like mind um, and that attitude as reflectant to our relationship with Christ and the difficulties on being able to get there. It's your girl <laughs> right here. Um, but nonetheless, it is something that I realized I had to change and able to really kind of embody that relationship to people who are looking at me and looking at this relationship I have with Christ. Like it's not enough to just preach about it. It's not enough to talk about um, being slow to anger. It's not enough to speak about pouring out that love and being patient and being kind and being soft-spoken when needed um, in different moments and different seasons. It's not enough to speak about it, right? We really got to be about what we speak about. And that's the time that we're living in, right? That's, we have enough people who speak about what we what needs to be done, but we need even more Christian standing up and literally being that example that is necessary. It's easier to tell others how they should act, but not so easy when it's a reflectant and a mirror facing yourself and you're looking internally and realizing there are some flaws, there are some things that need to be fixed so that way I can really be exactly what Christ wants me to be. So that way when the unbeliever, when the family member, when the friends, when the co-workers are looking 
and they see that difference and they see like what's what what is that about you? Why is it that you walk different, you talk different, you act different in, in scenarios where we're expecting you to blow up, you're acting different. And that leads the pathway and the door wide open for you to begin to speak about the one who allows you to be able to act accordingly, to be able to go beyond what the scene sometimes causes you to want to do. Um, And that's your relationship with Christ. That's everything that grows as you take your time to be at the feet of the master. And I think it's such a lovely thing where you can go through seasons and knowing your old self and how you would normally blow up in situations and circumstances and seeing how you've grown from then, it's the greatest gift for myself, to be quite honest with you, because it's such a moment for me to realize like, wow, God, even though I'm my biggest enemy and I'm my biggest critic and I'm like, God, I know I'm definitely nowhere near where I need to be, but it's those moments in my character and the molding that I've allowed him room to do that I see like, wow, God, but I'm definitely not where I was because my character right then before I was like, "Mm," it would have been a mess. I was like, but allowing God to come in And just invade those places and to mold that character, to take that attitude and begin to kind of prune it and begin to to teach me how I should speak. Or sometimes, to be quite honest, sometimes not speak. Because I feel like when our words can definitely fail or when our words can cut like a knife, um, the Holy Spirit definitely teaches us when to refrain from speaking, when to refrain from dealing with certain situations at that moment especially when emotion is is involved. And I thank God that he has, he, he continues to teach me. I'm not telling you that I got it 100%, but it's definitely in growth. And I think especially as women of God and as men of God, we need to strive for that more. You know, we're not saying we're going to be perfect, but we should always strive to be like Christ and to have the attitude and to have the characteristic of that. And if you think, oh, it doesn't affect anyone how I am, it affects everyone around you. You know, no one's going to want to be around someone who's who they know can probably flip at a drop of a dime, you know. They don't want to be around someone that's so quickly angered, that's so quick-tempered, you know. And I know this from experience because I've been in scenarios where I have driven I have driven people away because of my character, because of my attitude, because of the attitude of I don't care. And if you're here today and if you go on tomorrow, I'll be okay. Like that was my mentality. And even though maybe me back then thought that was cute, but it's not cute. And even more so, not only is it not cute, it's not healthy. And if you want to have healthy relationships, those things have to change. Because you know how they say, you know, you're one way and the people you hang around, like you guys all start acting like each other. And when you surround yourself with people that have those attitudes that are not in alignment with Christ and that starts coming on you and becomes a leech on you, there's no room where the reflection of Christ can be seen. And I know it's a hard truth and it might be hard to swallow, but you know what? It's the best way sometimes, you know, they say it's the nastiest medicine that will bring that healing that your body needs. And the truth is exactly that. We need to take a check. Let's check on our character. How's your attitude been lately? I have to always put myself on check. 
I don't speak anything that I don't try to put into practice every single time. Do I fail sometimes? Yes. Do I have moments when I might slip up because maybe I'm just caught up in so many things or overwhelmed by so many things? Well, let's be quite honest. Times when I'm really not focusing on spending time at the master's feet and getting into his word and getting into his face in prayer, I am the first one to say when I have neglected my place with Christ and my secret place when I can just be with him, I feel it in my attitude. I feel it in my character. And that's why I know I can tell you, but it's possible. It's possible to refrain from being quick to be angered and to being quick tempered and having no patience. Like it's possible to come out of that. It's sometimes learned behaviors. If we've been around family and people who they, they're like firecrackers all the time, that's all we know. And we think like, okay, that's the correct way to do it. Or the way that they feel is the way they're going to speak. That's the way I'm going to do it. And as you get older, it's not okay. And you see it and you see it in the reactions of other people when you speak. I'm the first one to say that I know God and the Holy Spirit has multiple times had to put me in my place because even though I thought for that moment of anger, I have spoken out of term from a moment of anger. I have hurt people with my words because I forgot the power that we have in our tongue. And as much as we can bring life, we can bring death to another. And the biggest thing that the Holy Spirit has done to me is allowed me in a moment that when I did mess up, when I did get sidetracked and when my mouth got loose because I wasn't coming to him and asking him to mold me and give me his character and give me his attitude for scenarios, I slipped up. And that my biggest guilt was the hurt that I caused in a moment of anger, in a moment of feeling like I want to have the last word, in a moment of feeling like, well, what I'm going to say is going to be real, so but I'm not speaking a lie. Even that, it's not okay. Because guess what? After that moment is over and you think what you've said is already done, the damage is done. The damage can be done to that person that you're spewing that to, whether that be your spouse, whether that be your family member, whether that be the people in your church, the people in your workplace. It stings. And I know that only because when it has been done to me in the past, years can go by and those words still somehow float to a surface that I've had to come to God for after. And it's like, wow. So it really is that words do hurt. You know, we have always uh, grew up, especially I'm sure people can relate where it's like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is such a lie. Let me tell you right now, because words let me tell you, they really engrave into someone. That's why it's such an example um, to be able to bring that life into people. Like it's a real thing when people are positive and they speak into you and they breathe life into you. It's real because just like those positive things last and it lingers and it stays there and the affirmations and their encouragement, so does the bad so does the reactions that you gave that person. You know, that that moment of rage that you gave that person, that sticks as well. And that was my biggest lesson on, oof, like, God, I am not asking you enough to continue to mold my character. Or we ask him once and we think we good for that one season we went through. And it's a constant. It should be a constant pruning and, and refining in that fire our character, Right. 
because we're human. Like, let me be real with you. We're human. And this tongue sometimes when in a moment, in the heat of the moment, can be our worst enemy. Because I don't know if you guys ever experienced that, but I have. And even if, if with your spouse, because I feel like it's the people that we're most comfortable with. Sometimes it's how we can be a little bit more loose with our words. And when the moment's over and you think you won because you said, I got my peace out. But when things simmer, you kind of go back to that moment and you're like, why did I say that? Why? Because you can't undo what you said or that that quick temper thing and the way you reacted. You can't undo it. You can't undo the reaction it had on that person. You know, it's like literally you got to come to a place where you're like, God, if I'm expecting for you to move in such a different way in my life so that way I can be a reflectant of who you are, not who Amy is, but God, who you are. I need to ask for every characteristic and the attitude mode that you have. So on that note, I just want to end with this. Um, Let's just continue as I've done in my prior episodes. Um, Just reflect, right? I feel like every time I bring something up, it's just to be um, transparent and allow room for an internal evaluation of yourself, right? Like just kind of look take that mirror and look internally and say what's going on in there because the closer we want to get with Christ and let's be honest in this world we're living in we really got to be there it's not enough to just throw that Christian word around like our characters literally got to reflect him not only because it's the way we should be it's the way his word speaks about he wants us to have his character his fruit of the spirit like that's what we he asked us and he and he even goes in deeper to let us know what it is that he needs us to have in order to bear those fruit of the spirit right but even more so it's for the ones that we're trying to reach it's for the ones that are living in a life of darkness it's for the ones that are just sometimes seeking wow i need to see that difference because what is nothing is worse in my opinion then someone who doesn't know the things of God or who are so lost or who is dealing with different type of hurt and they come to a place where someone is so quick to speak and not quick to listen. They've dealt with that probably with so many people and they want something different and they expect something different from those who are saying they're walking a different path and a different life. I had to do that little check to myself. So I encourage you to do that check. And no, we're not expecting us to be there 100%. But we have to strive. My sisters and my brothers, we have to strive to be an example of who Jesus Christ is. Like, I remember this saying, and I think my mom used to always tell me, like, sometimes, on the majority of times, we're the only Bible that people are going to read. We are walking with people who are literally dealing with so many things and who do not know who Christ is. They look at Christianity and they see something bad. They see something horrible. And then if we have characters that are kind of loose, and if our characters are not looking different than anybody else in this world, then what are we really doing? How are we really standing out from the crowd? 
How will we be in that beacon of light so they can be like, there's something different. I need to draw near to that person because there's something. And that it allows you that room to be able to minister to them. No one's going to want to be around someone, let alone be ministered to someone when they're not showing that example. And I'm learning that every single day. Make note of that. I'm not telling you guys anything that I'm not trying to put into practice for myself in the heat of the moment. In moments when I when I feel kind of <laughs> my tongue starts to tingle because you almost feel like, oh, like I feel like those words are coming up, but you got to die. You got to die to that old man. You got to say, uh-uh, come back down, come back down. We're not doing it because when the moment is gone, I don't want to regret what's coming out my mouth. When the moment is gone, I don't want to regret my reaction. Instead of that, I want it to be able to, in when these scenarios happen, that the other person or those who, the bystanders, anyone who may be looking might be like, wow, how, do you, how, how did you deal with it like that? Because I wouldn't have anything that allows room for them to get to know the one that you long for people to know. It's not about us, but we need to reflect the one that we say is our everything, that we say has a home in our hearts. We have to reflect that. So they're not looking at Amy anymore. They need to be able to see the God in me. And they need to be able to see the God in you. So let's get an attitude check. Let's get a character check. Is it with alignment with his word? Is it with alignment with how he reacted to situations? And trust, ain't no one go through more craziest situations than Jesus Christ as he walked here. And the persecution that he dealt with. Literally, every worst case scenario. And he was able to do it with everything he had on his shoulders. So there's no reason why we cannot just get back to the feet of the master. We are not expected to do it by ourselves. Let me tell you, because we react that way because it's our flesh. So we need to get back to the feet of the master. Get back to that prayer closet. Get back into diving into his word and asking his Holy Spirit for guidance as you dive deeper into his word. So be blessed. I love you guys. And I can't wait for our next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode, but more than anything, I hope you were edified. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss out. And just for a little interaction, I actually created a little poll if you have a moment just to answer, just so I can see some answers based on today's episode. Talk to you soon.